In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. And here we are again, folks. We are here to enjoy Victory Week as your Cleveland Browns head into Thanksgiving with a 7-3 and three record. That is right, 7-3 and three for your beloved Cleveland Browns as they take care of business against the Philadelphia Eagles. And Carson Wentz, a quarterback that some are saying, and it's not this guy, but it might be this guy, that Carson Wentz is one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL. And so I do want to just take a few seconds. I revisited uh, Paul D. Podesta's top 20 comment uh, this offseason and then updated it before this game. So take a look at the OBR.com. You'll find that uh, there. There's an updated look at Carson Wentz. Is he a top 20 quarterback from Paul D. Podesta's comments? And let's just be really honest. And I put this up on Twitter and I'm just sharing it here with you. This is what Carson Wentz would have looked like with the Cleveland Browns had they have drafted him. This is probably a better team, maybe not significantly better, but probably a better team in Philadelphia, a better offense in Philadelphia than what the Cleveland Browns had in 2016 when they refused to draft Carson Wentz, traded down with the Eagles, all that they did at that point in time. This is what Carson Wentz was probably going to look like. Some people will speak to his injury history. We knew that coming out of college that he had injury issues and he was an injury concern so that is not something that should have been surprising it was something that was factored into uh, at least my evaluation Um, and so hopefully it was factored into yours but at this point in time um, I think it's fair to say that it's that that Carson Wentz may not be it there's a lot of people talking about whether or not uh, the Eagles should turn to Jalen Hurts. Um, unfortunately, Wentz's contract does not allow that uh, for a very uh, for very long. So, uh, unfortunately, the Eagles are stuck with uh, Carson Wentz, but the Browns are stuck with a seven and three record. Indeed, they are. Indeed, they are, folks. So that makes me roll right into Indeed. Why don't let me be try to be creative? Uh, twenty twenty has already reshaped how we work. It's reshaped the Cleveland Browns as a seven and three team, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly, so you can focus on hiring the person you need. To keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. 
And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. visit Indeed each month, according to Comscore. So it's clear Indeed can help you get the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. So how did we get here? How did the Cleveland Browns beat the Philadelphia Eagles 22-17? to 22 to 17 let's look at some of the statistics we got to start with the run game obviously big huge 54 yard run for nick chubb which really helps when he has 20 attempts and 114 yards so you can do the math on that it's pretty easy uh he had 19 attempts for 60 yards uh and then a big 54 yarder but that's what this offense does it pushes and pushes and pushes kareem hunt 13 attempts for only 11 yards. He had that one great leaping touchdown, a long of six yards. He took a lot of the brunt of uh, some of the um, late game, uh, that last series before the kneel downs. So he had a few negative yards. He also had uh, the backward pass uh, is actually a rush. So that leads to uh, the negative yardage as well. But 13 rushing attempts for, for 11 yards. I mean, he had his touchdown, right? So, again, running the ball as, as much as you can, as often as you can, wears down defenses. Baker Mayfield had uh, one rushing attempt, or I'm sorry, six rushing attempts for nine yards. And then Jarvis Lander gets uh, credit for three rushing yards before he pitched to the Nick Chubb, who gets credit for the rest of those rushing yards. Um, I know with Mayfield, he had a long of seven. Uh, there was a couple runs where uh, he had a sneak for a first down. Uh, he had another first down off what looked like a broken play or a, a misunderstanding. Uh, so he used his legs just enough to make things work. On the Eagles side, Miles Sanders, 16 attempts for 66 yards. Uh, most of that seemed like it happened in the literally the first drive um, where the Eagles were just dicing the Browns until Jordan Elliott forced a fumble. Uh, but again, Miles Sanders, 16 attempts for 66 yards. Boston Scott, five attempts for 24. Wentz, three for 10. Jalen Hurts, one for six. On passing, uh, Baker Mayfield, 12 for 22, 204 yards. He had some big plays. He had some misses. He had two misses near the end zone. One led to a pass interference. Uh, one led to Austin Hooper missing, which then later Kareem Hunt came up an inch short uh, at the goal line, which turned the ball over. But again, 12 for 22. Again, not an amazing day with bad weather. It can be difficult at times. Um but no excuses. Wind is significantly different than bad weather or rain. Uh, so Baker Mayfield, 12 for 22, 204 yards. His counterpart, the aforementioned Carson Wentz, 21 of 35, 235 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, sacked four times. Um, he lost, or he didn't lose a fumble, but he fumbled once. Uh, so just a rough day for Carson Wentz. He should have had another interception that like three Browns hit. They called an interception for Mac Wilson and then said 
that there was conclusive evidence that he didn't uh, intercept the ball, which we all think is ridiculous. So it should have been three interceptions, but whatever. It is what it is. 21 of 35, 235 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, If you care about uh, quarterback rating, Wentz at 75.3. Baker Mayfield, 86.2 on the receiving side. Uh, Kaderil Hodge continues to be a very important part of the offense with his ability to stretch the field down, or stretch the defense down the field. Three receptions, 73 yards. Higgins, again, continues to come up big uh, with some first downs and that 43-yarder. Um, three receptions, 65 yards. Hooper, three for 33. Jarvis Landry, two for 23. And Kareem Hunt, one for 10 on the Eagles side. Uh, again, a tight end played well. Dallas Goddard, five receptions, 77 yards, and a touchdown, along of 32. Rookie Jalen Rager, four, 52. Um, Rodgers, another tight end, two for 48, and a 29-yarder. So a lot of things going on there. In the end, the Browns win the game and move up to 7-3 and three on the season. Uh, for scoreboard watching with the first games out of the way, of the ones that mattered, Tennessee beat Baltimore. That matters for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, uh, obviously now Baltimore is 6-4, and four, so tiebreaker is less important when you're not tied. Uh, but also for Tennessee and Indianapolis, Indianapolis, the Browns ha- would have a tiebreaker over, but that only matters if Indianapolis is in the running for the wild card and Tennessee is in for the AFC South. So as as the day goes on, Indianapolis plays Green Bay uh, during the four o'clock window. Uh, if Green Bay wins, obviously that drops Indianapolis to six and four and puts Tennessee at seven and three into the AFC South and then means Tennessee and Baltimore are both competing for a wild card spot with the Browns up a game on both of them and the Browns having a tiebreaker against Indianapolis. So that's kind of the scoreboard watching Uh, beyond that. Houston beat new England continues to push new England down a little bit farther. Houston's not going to get back ahead. Pittsburgh is now undefeated still at 10 and 0 uh, destroying Jacksonville. Uh, So those are the games that really matter to the Browns. So the last thing I want to focus on before I talk to you about bet online and tell you guys to have a great week and uh, see how many times I'm able to get a hold of you before uh, the holiday and share with you with with my guys like I normally do. Um, I want to talk to you about game control. It's a it's a concept I've talked about it. I mentioned it at different times here, but it's a concept that uh, is really strong uh, at, in the uh, college football ranks but is kind of less talked about uh, in the NFL. But I'm looking at the Browns' seven wins. Uh, And so the seven wins are, again, obviously they had the three losses. I'm not looking at those. I'm just looking at the wins and and how why this season feels different for the Cleveland Browns. In their seven wins, and, and again, my math's probably not the greatest, but in their seven wins, here's about what I have how long the Cleveland Browns were trailing in those games. Against Cincinnati in week two, they were only trailing for five minutes and 22 seconds. That was after the Bengals scored uh, their field goal on their opening drive. In week three, they were trailing for just over 12 minutes to the Washington football team. In week four, they were trailing for just literally just over four minutes and one second over Dallas. In week five, they were trailing for just under seven minutes against the Indianapolis Colts. 
in week well now my computer's acting funny uh sorry i'm I'm rolling through uh all of these they lost in week six in week seven against the Bengals. they were actually trailing for 17 and a half minutes in week eight they were they lost to the raiders week nine was their bye week 10 zero minutes against the houston texans they were leading the entire game and in a week 11 against the Philadelphia Eagles, zero minutes. So what do we add that up to? Again, based on my very basic math, if I'm off by a few seconds here and there, I apologize. But in their seven wins, the Cleveland Browns were only trailing for a total of 45 minutes. On average, the Cleveland Browns, 45 divided by seven. Let's go with six and a half. The Cleveland Browns have only been trailing on average in their seven wins for six and a half minutes. So some folks ask, well, how is this different than wins in the past? Besides the fact the Browns have seven of them, right? We haven't got to Thanksgiving and the Cleveland Browns have seven wins. But even in those wins, a majority of them, the Browns were not chasing. And that is really helpful for the type of offense the Browns run. But it's also the difference between the the stress level, the understanding of the game, everything that's going on. You have to understand that the Browns have really controlled most of these games. Only two games did they, only two of their seven wins, did they not have the lead for more than double digits. So 12, a little over 12 minutes in week three, um, about 17 and a half minutes in week seven. So the Browns have literally held control of the vast majority of their wins. Now, obviously when we point to the Baltimore game and the Pittsburgh game, that is, those are struggles, right? The Browns got destroyed. Get it. Those are, but we're used to those, right? Those are not outliers, those are things we are used to. How is this season different is the Browns have controlled. And even against Oakland, or sorry, Las Vegas. So, yeah, that's going to take a while. Even against Las Vegas, that game wasn't out of control. The Browns were chasing, I think it was about 20-some minutes of that game. The Browns were chasing some of that game, but it was not a game that you felt like the Browns were out of uh, or had to, like, mount a comeback that you're trying to figure out timeouts and time left on the clock and all that stuff right we saw that today against philadelphia sure it only ended up being 22 17 because the eagles scored a touchdown with i don't know 40 seconds left but that's normally the browns right that's normally the browns scoring that and you're like can they get this onside kick and somehow with 38 seconds left get down the field without any timeouts right those are the kind of games browns fans are used to Last two weeks, the Browns, well, three because of the bye week, the Browns have not trailed in the last two weeks. Obviously, they've had three straight weather games along with the bye. But this week, with without Miles Garrett, Olivier Vernon has a great game with his three sacks. Adrian Claiborne, um, the rookie, um, Jordan Elliott. Sorry, I keep wanting to call him uh, Jordan Phillips. Jordan Elliott had a really good game uh, in the middle of that defensive line. So did Sheldon Richardson. Porter Gustin at times was making plays. Obviously, Denzel Ward. Uh, Sione Takitaki with his pick six. Just across the board, we just saw a lot of really good things from the Browns. And when a, a team can control the game... It's telling about how that team is doing, where they're at 
all of that kind of stuff. So even despite the fact that the Browns and the Eagles, uh, 324 net total yards for the Browns, 315 net total yards for the Eagles, even though those were close, the Browns' defense with the turnovers, the safety, all of those kind of things make the difference in this game. And the Cleveland Browns are now 7-3 and three going into next Sunday at one o'clock against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are one and nine on the season, one and nine on the season with nine straight losses after beating the Indianapolis Colts in week one, 27 to 20. So let's see, keep an eye on control as the Browns go into that week, keep an eye on who's in control against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Is there a time where the Browns are even losing or behind, trailing? Or is it going to be the third straight week where the Browns will have zero minutes trailing? And on average, in their seven wins, they've only had six and a half minutes. Only twice have they ever been trailing for more than 10 minutes in any game. 17 and a half, just a little over 12. Week seven, week three, respectively. But in the end, your Cleveland Browns are now 7-3 and three and are looking like they will continue their fight to make you proud and make it into the playoffs, whether they're winning ugly or not. Right now, according to ESPN.com, without the Raiders and Dolphins game or Colts game finishing, so obviously those are important, without those games finishing, the Cleveland Browns are in the fifth spot. The Raiders win. They would obviously drop to the sixth spot. And then I'm not going to pretend to understand tiebreakers if the Dolphins and Colts win. I'm not going to. I think the Colts would then jump back into the AFC South lead. So, Browns fans, you are rooting for right now. You're rooting for Denver, even though they are already down 7 nothing. You are rooting for Green Bay as well so that is what we're looking at here going into victory week thanksgiving week is victory week thanksgiving week is browns have a huge shot to make the playoffs and go to eight and three against the jacksonville jaguars and before i finish up i'm going to talk to you about my friends at bet online football is back in full swing seven and three baby you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert. I hope you are doing well. I hope you uh, enjoy Thanksgiving in the safest possible ways you can. And as doing so, make sure you are taking care of yourself, taking care of others, And as always, Go Browns!